702. The car feature. Car feature time. Nicola Lowe is with us, our technical car expert, and he will take all of your questions regarding your vehicle. Please do share as much information as possible. Give us a call. 011-8830702 and the WhatsApp line 072702-1702. This is your opportunity to get some advice for somebody who is a specialist when it comes to cars. Nicola Lowe, how are you doing? I'm doing very well in yourself. Why do I feel like this is our Happy New Year conversation? I'm worried. <laughs> the, year is, the year is almost gone. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm sitting in Limpopo. The guys that knows Land Cruisers, Land Cruisers 79, the one new one now with the auto gearbox Ooh. with a 2.8 Hilux engine. So I'm going to Toyota launch. I'm glad I've got signal. Oh, listen, it, 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 it worked out perfectly. It was meant to be. So let's chat Excellent. now about this. Um, diesel diluting story. Um, did you hear about it first when the article came out, or did you hear whispers in the industry about it prior? We we know about the whispers all the time, but I think it's gone viral because it's sort of official. And I mean, the statement originally said forty full fuel stations. Now it seems like it's closer to seventy. It might be more. But I think let's just uh, discuss what is happening, why it's happening, and what it will do to your engine. Yes. So, the, the reason why fuel stations will do this is because paraffin is like seven to eight rands per liter cheaper than diesel. Now, the reason for that is not because it's cheaper to manufacture, it's because there's so many taxes and levies and things that added to the fuel price that paraffin hasn't got those, so obviously it's cheaper. So if you're a fuel station and you mix in paraffin, you increase your profit margin. That's the that's bottom line. The problem is uh, SARS will be after you, and we'll talk about the technical details as well with paraffin versus diesel. What do you mean SARS will be after you when they, as in when they audit? Uh, for the fuel station part, I mean, that's basically tax evasion yes. if you start mixing with paraffin. So if we look at from a technical point of view, diesel, paraffin, kerosene, they're very much the same family of fuels. So that's why a diesel engine can actually run on a percentage mixed with, with paraffin. It's, it, it will actually run. It's not an issue. And there's actually a bit of uh, paraffin components in standard diesel anyway, because I say it's such a close family of fuels. The problem is the main concern with paraffin is the lubricity or the lubricative properties of paraffin, which is only half of diesel. So your modern turbo diesel engine runs at very uh, close tolerances, especially your fuel injection equipment. So your high-pressure fuel pump, your fuel injectors, they all got moving parts and they rely on the lubricative, or they call it lubricity properties of diesel to lubricate the, the moving parts. So now... If you have paraffin in the system, the lubrication is less. There will be more wear on the parts. It can lead to, to trouble. Um, so technically, it's not a great idea to mix paraffin because of that. Um, the other problem is where does this mixing happen? Is it at night? Is it at the truck level? Is it at the, the fuel station itself? Um, what what other impurities are mixed in? Are there dust coming in there? Is there I was about water? to say... Um, so the, the risk is not only the paraffin that's in the diesel, but it's all the other impurities that will also now go through your fuel system. Mm. So what we've also seen in the field is, remember the, the, the big brand names and so on, they're very well regulated normally. They even do their own testing. Um, but, I mean, you look at the price as well. If you're going for a cheap diesel and it's going to be barrels that's being filled under a tree, you know you're looking for trouble. Yes. Um, Maybe I can just also talk about how do they catch these fuel stations because how do they know? 
Uh, yes. It's very interesting. So they put a, a tracer element. They call it a, a chemical tracer element in par paraffin. So when you mix paraffin with diesel, you take a sample from the bulk fuel storage tank, you take it to a, a laboratory, you can test for this tracer element. Mm. If it's present, then you're caught. Then it's actually, you can, def you can also determine the percentage and all those kind of things. The fuel station uh, will be in massive uh, trouble. As I say, they can probably lo lose their license of selling fuel. It's a SARS issue. Um, and but the problem is the, the the consumer that's unaware and now he's got paraffin in his in his vehicle. So the good news is if it's small percentages, it probably wouldn't do a lot. The higher percentages, more than 20% paraffin, that uh, that lubricity thing is going to get real, and you might get wear on your on your diesel injection components. So if let's say somebody's driving around with a diesel car and they're having problems and they keep taking it to you know, mechanic, dealership, whoever, and they're like, we can't find what's wrong. How would that person be able to say, please check if paraffin might have been the cause of whatever's happening with my car? And would they have a case? I mean, it's difficult because how would you prove? Exactly. And the problem is the damage is just instant. It can be, it can take a long time to manifest. So maybe it's a paraffin that's, that, that's been in the tank a while back and now you're only seeing the, the, the issues. Um, but as I say, it will be very difficult to prove. Um, I mean, you can take obviously a sample from your tank and get it, get it to the laboratory to see if that tracer element is there. But even then, I mean, also to pinpoint exactly where it came from, where did you fill up? Uh, it, it's very difficult. So, yeah, it's not an easy one. And I think that's why the story went viral. And I think that's why the authorities are clamping down on it hard. Okay. And I think uh, 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 it is great that you shared with us this. And I mean, um, is there somewhere we can go to see who's been, where those um, specific stations have been named and shamed so we can avoid them? So the last story I've actually seen, they're not named and shamed them yet. I think they need to get all together. And I think they also want to give opportunity to these fuel stations because you don't know exactly where did it happen. Did it mm. happen at the fuel tanker delivery? Did it happen at the bulk storage? Mm. Um, so I think they're giving them a chance to, to see if they can redeem themselves or come clean. But I think we will get the names eventually. All right. Thank you so much for that, Nickel. The lines are open. 011-883-0702. The WhatsApp line 072-702-1702. We have Farid in Melville. Farid, go ahead. Hi. Thanks. Nicole, I've been meaning to ask this question for a really long time. Um, I've got a 2010 Sorento, it's a 2.2 diesel. Um, the strangest thing that happens where between 60 and 80 k's per hour, you rev the car revs around about one and a half thousand revs. There's a slight vibration, the steering wheel moves slightly. As you, as you reduce the throttle, it goes away. If you accelerate past 80, it then, it then goes away as well. We've changed engine mountings, we've changed, we've checked the balancing, we've checked We've even replaced tires, and this problem just keeps coming back, and it gets worse every now and again, and it goes away. So it's a weird thing. Have you heard of it before? Um, so vibration is an interesting thing. So if it's speed-related, like vehicle speed-related, then obviously you think about the wheels and so on. But you, what you're mentioning here is it's sort of on and off the throttle. So when you're on power, it starts to vibrate slightly. You let go of the accelerator and you're coasting and it goes away. So that would not be the case with engine, oh, sorry, with uh, wheel vibration. But what it might point out to is your CV shaft. So if you ever, because that's a front wheel drive vehicle. I don't know if you've got the all wheel drive or the front wheel drive. No, it's the, it's the all wheel drive. 
all-wheel drive. So, so you will have yeah. actually shaft running at the back as well. But that vehicle will mostly run front-wheel drive. Only when it starts slipping will it engage the all-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. So my, mm-hmm. I would say also investigate your CV shaft. That's your constant velocity shaft that actually run from your from your transmission to the wheels itself. Because if those, those CV shafts start to wear out, you will feel it more under power than under coasting. When they're really gone, if you go to the parking lot and you go at full lock, you will actually hear a click, 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 click sound if you go around in circles. But I don't think they're at that stage yet. But I've heard that those CV shafts can cause that vibration at speed. And if you go through through a certain speed, they go quiet again. It's almost like the, the natural frequency of when it happens. But yeah, you oh, went the right way. I mean, engine mounts, and that's not a bad thing to do. But uh, I would check the, the CV shafts of the vehicle. I mean, Nicole, we got a WhatsApp that says, tell the gentleman to check the torque converter on the gearbox. Yeah, that the torque converter can also be to blame. But in this case, I, I, I think it will be more, if it, if it was a torque converter, I think it should happen in, in more gears as well, not only at one speed. So, mm. so that's why I think maybe CV shafts. But yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely another option. But the, the CV shafts will be cheaper to check than the torque converter. Thank you so much, uh, Farid, for your call. And Nicole, uh, before we go to our next caller, there's a WhatsApp message regarding the paraffin conversation saying, I'm a fuel operator and you can still hide paraffin by putting chlorine to hide the tracer. But we brought this to the attention of the DMRE for two years now, but they refused to do anything about it. Also, a lot of this was done by wholesalers, not filling stations. What are your thoughts on that? So, I mean, crooks will be crooks, so I think there will always be ways to cheat the system. Um, I haven't heard about this, so, well, let's see. Maybe that's also why the stations have not been named yet. So, mm. I think maybe the story goes deeper. Okay, thank you so much for that message. Let's go to Ray in Benoni. Hi, Ray. Hi there. Sorry, um, I'm in a bit of traffic here. Never mind. Uh, I just wanted to make a comment. You, I've smelled, you can smell the paraffin in a, a, in the exhaust of a diesel I've smelt it a number of times when a truck goes past. You can smell paraffin. I think that's a, a good guide, normally, what, anyway. What's, what's the distinctive smell? Because, <laughs> I mean, for me, it's like the diesel is so strong that I wouldn't be able to differentiate between the two. Um, I think, yeah. It's difficult to say what does it smell like, but <laughs> I... I <laughs> Nicole, can you smell par- the paraffin coming out of trucks I'm and I'm talking vehicles? when it's burnt. When it's burnt, yeah. <laughs> oh, when it, so like when the engine's been running? Yes. Now, I'm sure he's talking about exhaust gas smell, but I think we must yes. uh, offer this gentleman a job in sniffing <laughs> out the, the culprits here. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what is also interesting, if you're talking about cheap fuel for diesels, if you go and you search for old chip oil, there's been a lot of stories regarding old vegetable oil, which you can run in sort of an old diesel engine that doesn't have all these fancy stuff. And apparently then, if you drive behind a car running on old chip oil, that sounds like a f- uh, smells like a fish and chip shop. <laughs> um, but, but don't try that. Please, please don't try that. You'll see some of these videos and the vehicle will run for a bit and afterwards it's a complete disaster. So please don't do that. Ray, I think there's an amazing career waiting for you. You need to be the one randomly doing sniff tests because you can smell the paraffin. Thank you so much for your call. Uh, we have got uh, David in the East Rand. David, hi. 
How are you? Good, thanks, and you? Good, I tried calling in last week. John was on the topic. It's your lucky day. It's your lucky day, David. You got through. I'll make it short. Yeah, yes. I'm a victim of that. Apparently, when we took that diesel, my car is a duster. Eh? We took it to uh, to Benoni to the for They they took it through the red. They found the road. I took it back to that guy. Yo, he chased me away. But wait, as in as in you now are saying you're a victim of the yes, the yes. paraffin being diluted because it. They say it was not paraffin, apparently they say it was water. I can't tell the difference, but according to your left results, it was but I how... paid more than 5,000 one men to get my car, my car fixed. How do you know who, who, who was responsible? Did it respond immediately after the gas was poured into your car? Like the guy said, the gentleman just explained, it doesn't mm. happen quickly. You'll find it after a week or two. After two weeks, I saw on my dashboard, you know, you'll get a, a notification or a message. It will give you, in my car, the dust, it will show you a spanner, which means your car needs service. Mm. Exactly. Yo, Nickel? Yeah, it's a very difficult one. You mentioned water in diesel as well. So that is a problem. Um, many of the diesel vehicles on the diesel filter itself, water is actually heavier than diesel. So it sits at the bottom. And there's sometimes a water and fuel sensor that will illuminate it. Uh, just for interest sake, it tests the con- uh, conductivity because it changes through water and diesel. And it can actually show you, okay, there's diesel now in, the, in, in your filter. And it allows you to drain it out. So if you want to, if you've got a commercial vehicle, you'll know. I mean, I'm sitting in a Land Cruiser. I'm sure it's got that as well. You can drain out the the water and you can keep going. Because remember, when you fill with diesel in the remote areas, you don't know where that diesel's been stored. Mm. Um, it might have been on a truck with an open lid, driving in a thunderstorm. You're, ne- you're never sure. Um, and that's one way of getting the the water out. Obviously, water's also no. I mean, lubricity. It's not good for your equipment. The, the corrosion. It's it's just bad news overall. Thank you so much uh, for that call. Um, there's a WhatsApp message uh, that says a Sandero Stepway 2014 would overheat if one drives at 100, but not less than that. The car has over 200 uh, k's on the odometer. This is from Jay. Okay, it's interesting because you would expect the faster you drive, the more airflow through the radiator, the more it will cool down. Um, it might be that it's actually at a point where it needs more engine power and therefore it needs more cooling and maybe the, the radiator is not doing a proper job. So first of all, you have to go through the complete cooling system. So check that your coolant is still new. Um, that it's obviously at its full level. Make sure there's no leaks. Make sure your thermostat is working, that opens and closes. It's a valve that opens and closes the flow through of water through the engine block and keeps it at 90 degrees. So yeah, I would say take it to a, a radiator independent place. Let they go through the cooling system and just see. Um, the worst case scenario is if a head gasket has gone and then you will get the water mixing with oil. If you pull the dipstick out, you will see it's like a milky color. Mm. Hopefully it's not that. Um, but obviously the harder you drive, the more that will also cause overheating. But yeah, take it to a radiator place. They can actually do quite a few tests, pressure tests and so on and make sure and see what is wrong. Thank you so much. Nicolo, enjoy the rest of your road trip and be safe and we want pictures. Thank you very much. (laughs) Keep well. Bye-bye.